Good morning, church family, and uh, thanks for jumping online and friends for the first time ever. Here we are, uh, week number three for us in our live stream, but uh, week number five on our series together, Dangerous, a Church Unleashed. And for those that you're joining, my name is Ryan, I'm our lead pastor, and I am joined by Josh, I'm the assistant pastor here at Radio Life. And Josh wears a lot of hats here within the church, but uh, we decided just to do a little bit different teaching today, and um, you know, I, th- I think in the midst of it, we just kind of wanted to pause too, and this, this today, what we're going to do today, and then next week, um, in being in this series, Dangerous to Church Unleashed, it really, a lot of it will start to really unfold, and we unpack it in a way that's so relevant to what we're going through right now. And we did not plan this series knowing COVID-19 was going to happen, um, but I believe that God had us in this for such a time as this, in this series and what we're going to be doing. And um, I think a lot also, Josh, is that our, our theology of the church is changing a little bit uh, during this time in a good way. And I think for a lot of us, we realized when, when churches had to go online and start doing live streaming and not be together, I think our theology changed in the sense of we realized that we're the church. Just the building is not the church. We are the church. Which, which isn't a, not a change in the sense that it's a, a, a novel idea. In fact, this is returning to the, the right. basics of, of what the church yeah. uh, was originally intended to be. Yeah, and that, that's what we want to be. We want to be in a sense, a church that's unleashed, that realize that, um, and I've said it before, you, you can't, you're not, we're not canceling church, you can't cancel us. Um, my, my, one of my pastor buddies actually said, uh, you can quarantine us, but you can't quarantine the gospel. And uh, that was, man, I miss you guys. Like, that's an amen moment in this room, and there's only like one person listening in this go, room. Go, go ahead. And that was one of those moments, right? Amen like, loudly in your, in your living rooms. I'll, I'll say this morning, um, real quick, before we jump into this, uh, we're just having a conversation. Man, I was just grieved. Like, this is week three, but I was just grieved this morning. Like, I'm, I'm talking to an empty room. I mean, we're talking to you guys, but it's empty. I can't wait to see you guys all again. And I think, I was getting my coffee around this morning for my quiet time, I think the biggest celebration is going to happen when we're all back together as one in worship together. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have seen the, uh, the video floating around of Chris Farley going bonkers in a room full of people. That's, that's pretty accurate. And this is coming from a couple of introverts. Like, we're going to be in Chris Farley bonkers when we're able to actually be back here together with all yeah, of y'all. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So, hey, just to get us caught up, we're in a, uh, again, this is episode five of Dangerous, A Church Unleashed. And to give us a heads up, we've been kind of looking at the Old Testament by a prophet, by the guy by the name of Ezekiel. And Ezekiel gets this vision from God. And he gets this vision from God, and he speaks to the people, and it's a vision of the New Testament church. And all of a sudden, Zeke is realizing, I call him Zeke, nickname, uh, is realizing the water's trickling out from the, from the church, the temple. And um, uh, the angel takes him on this tour, and it's getting deeper and deeper. And it's really fascinating, though. 
And it's a picture of the New Testament church, what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be unleashed. We're supposed to not just gather bodies in a box in a building, but we're supposed to be going out there. And as Ezekiel's traveling along, he's getting deeper and deeper. And the water's flowing to the dead places. And here, Ezekiel chapter 49, verse 9, it reads this way. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. And Zeke's going out further and further. And it's just like this raging river that's just rushing out. And it's going to the dry and barren places And we're understanding this is what the church is supposed to be. This is a church that's unleashed, that can be dangerous to the kingdom of God. Not dangerous in a negative way, but dangerous in the sense of bringing impact to people and communities. And uh, we've had this image also for the last several weeks of those progression that Ezekiel's taking. And he's ankle deep and then he's knee deep in the water. He goes up to the waist and in the midst of it, in the waist, Um, he looks out and he's like, man, it's either sink or swim or I got to go back because this water is just raging. And, um, but everything that the water is touching, it's coming to life. And that's what we're called to do, to bring life to the broken and dry places. And that has kind of been our series of understanding who we are as a church. And I, and I think in general, not just Radiant Life, but it's Big C Capital Church. Like this is ought to be the church in general, is that we're not just about the four walls in here. It's about we need to go and flow this water to other places. But not only does Ezekiel talk about it, you have Jesus that talks about this idea as well. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, in John chapter 7, we, we see Jesus and his disciples, they're hanging out. Uh, they've been at a festival. And, uh, and at the end of the festival, uh, Jesus makes this declaration that ties right into yep what Ezekiel, into that vision that Ezekiel had been given. In John 7, verse 37, says this, On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds. Now, sometimes we think of Jesus, he's all like meek and mild, right? But Jesus <laughs> is shouting. I won't shout because I don't want to blow your speakers at home or, or hurt Steve's ears right. back there at the, at the sound booth. But he says this, he says, Anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Whosoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the Spirit. So Jesus picks up this theme of that, that Ezekiel has this vision. Hey, there's this, there's this river where the river flows. There's yeah. life. Yeah. Jesus kind of keys in on this, and he says, hey, this is going to happen for all those who believe in Jesus, and he's referencing the Holy Spirit. Fast forward now to the book of Acts, where we read the account of the early church, yep. and, and Holy Spirit shows up in a pretty big way, yep. right? And then, and then later, fast forward again, and now you have the apostle Paul, right, who, who goes around, he starts all these churches, and who then, hated Jesus. He hated Jesus. Hated the Jesus movement, wanted to squash the church in general, and encounters Jesus in a pretty big way. Yeah, he, get, he gets knocked off his donkey, literally. <laughs> and, uh, and Take it how you want. That's but, right. And, uh, uh, yeah. Off his donkey, onto his donkey. And then, then he becomes the first century, the, in the first century, he becomes the greatest missionary. Yeah. I mean, he's starting churches all over the place. A guy who hated Jesus had an encounter, and knowing that no matter our past, what I love about Paul is no matter what our past is, that Jesus still loves us. And he'll take our brokenness and our hang-ups, and he'll clean us up. And I think the key, though, here, before you jump into what Paul's going to say, is 
I really feel like for those of us that are on, on the other side of the screen to realize that you do not have to clean up your act before coming to God. Please, I mean, please understand that. Uh, come broken. I mean, that song that we just sang, oh my gosh, bring your addictions, bring your brokenness. And God says, that's what I want. I want your heart. I want everything. And here is Paul who's persecuting, who's jailing uh, Christians, who is uh, voting for them to be executed. Um, he didn't get that cleaned up and then got his act together and then followed Jesus. Jesus just met him in his brokenness. And we have to understand that's what the God that we worship, that's what he does. And now here he is writing letters to the churches he started about this idea of living water in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, he has a couple of references. So, uh, for instance, in 1 Corinthians 6.19, Paul references this idea that, hey, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Again, breaking out of that, that, that Jewish mindset of, hey, we have this, this building, this temple, that is where the presence of God is. Paul's saying, no, 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 no. He said, check it out. We have the Holy Spirit, and you are the temple. The Holy yep. Spirit lives within you. And yeah. then to the church in uh, Rome, Paul wrote this in Romans 8, 11. He says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. So this isn't just Come some on. wimpy Casper the ghost spirit. This is the, the awesome. living, breathing, all-powerful spirit of God lives within you, lives yep. within me, lives within Ryan. If you are a follower of Jesus, that, that living water, that powerful spirit lives within you. Yeah. So as we, as we kind of talk about this whole idea of, of living water, the you know, Ezekiel's river, all of this, one way to think about this is if, if we really wrap our brains around the idea that, that the Holy Spirit, who is that source of, of life, who is that life-giving river, he lives within us, well then... Really, we should understand that the water should flow wherever you go. Come on. If somebody wants to write a rap song for that, I think that would be, <laughs> it's possible that would be appropriate. <laughs> Ryan, but it's, you... so, it's, it's so good because I think we come, into, if we, we come into Big C Capital Church on Sunday mornings all across America, and here we are, and we feel like this is where the presence of God is. We forget that when you go out, the presence of God goes with you. Like wherever you go, I mean, when you go to the party store, when you go to Meijer, when you go to Walmart, when you go out to eat, the presence of God is with you wherever you flow, wherever you go, the, the Holy Spirit is with you. And it's so key to understand that it's not just to come in and get your hour fix on Sunday morning and come to church and feel like, oh, I'm in the presence of God. The presence of God is right here all the time. Right, because I think sometimes you know, we, we fall into this mindset of, hey, there's this life-giving river. Like, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous. I want to go build my house on the banks of that river. Right? But that's, that's not the way it works. That's not, you are the source of that life-giving river, Holy Spirit yeah. within you. Don't build your banks on that. Go build your house somewhere where there's darkness and brokenness and be yeah. that life-giving uh, source of water to people around you. Yeah, and so this whole idea of the water should flow wherever you go, it's, uh, again, it's correlating the Holy Spirit to the living water and what Jesus was talking about, referring back to Ezekiel. The idea is, though, that it's kind of twofold. You and I talked about it a little bit. It's kind of twofold. It's, it's number one, there's a spiritual element to it, but there's also a physical element. 
to this whole idea. And the spiritual side of things is, is what we do. In the church world, you may hear the word discipleship, right? It's spiritual formation. It's, it's those things that we are developing our relationship with Jesus deeper and deeper. And we kicked off this series, week one. I asked everyone to dive deeper to experience the Holy Spirit during this series. And, uh, and then week two, I remember Brandon came up, Pastor Brandon was on stage, did a kind of a message on revival. And just on a side note, I love the fact that uh, one of our, um, what I would say, the older generation, uh, someone that's been at the church a very long time, uh, absolutely loved this person, came up and said, I needed a spiritual revival myself. And so it was just so key to, like, in that just what God's doing. So there, there's the spiritual side of as, aspect of being the living water, allowing the Holy Spirit to use you. There's a spiritual side to it, and it takes different forms, and we're all asking everyone in this series to go deeper, right? And we use those three steps, the ankles, the knees, the waist, and we want you to go swimming with the Holy Spirit type thing. You're going to say something. Well, yeah, I mean, in, in one of the other aspects, maybe we're gonna, you're going to hit on this, right? But the idea that there are spiritually thirsty people. Absolutely. Right? I mean, yeah. there are people all around us, right? Wherever you are, at work, in your neighborhood, uh, maybe a family member. There, are, there yeah. are spiritually thirsty people all around you. So wherever you go, man, you should be bringing that life-giving water to them. Yeah. That, that's, that's, again, kind no, of No, that's that awesome because side. every morning I pray over my, what we call my oikos, our sphere of influence. I pray over it. And this morning before I got here, um, I was praying and one of the prayers um, that I pray when I pray for those people is that, that Christians, that followers of Jesus would be in their life to shine the light to them. Uh, and so I'm praying for those things because there are spiritual thirsty people and we are to bring the water. And man, I'm not only just praying for the spiritually thirsty people, but I'm praying for those that may be Christians in their lives that would shine the light in the midst of it. But um, so we're trying new things. This whole live stream's different for us and, and the churches. And I, I want to take a time out real quick and, and, and we got to appreciate our change makers. I'm going to tell you what, they have worked so hard to get this up and running. And if those of you on the other side of these lenses, if you came in, I mean, we have tripods here. We have a tripod here. We got a tripod over there with cameras. There's cables everywhere. We're, they, they got it to where we're going, to where we needed to be. And I love the fact, I think it was Pastor Brandon or JB, one of them said, you know, COVID-19 did not scare God. It wasn't like, oh, I didn't see this coming, right? I mean, God saw it. How awesome it is that God knew the timing of this, where imagine 20 years ago, COVID-19 reared its ugly head. What are we doing as a church? The technology is not there yet. And so how awesome it is that the technology is here in this moment that we can still do this stuff and be the church and encourage each other and still do Zoom conference calls for discipleship and life groups and all that kind of stuff. In my mind, I got a mental image of like 20 years ago, people trying to put their transparencies on the project. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we had Facebook. I don't even think we had Facebook 20 years ago, did we? I have no I idea. I, I, I have no idea when that, that came, long. but... Uh, no. Yeah, so here are a couple things. Like, uh, we want to unpack this in two ways. We've kind of been talking about the spiritual. But what, what's something cool that you and I are going to start here soon in the... Yeah, so this is the Radiant Reflections podcast. The podcast. Yeah, a, a podcast. We're, we're, we're all hipster now. We do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to try our best. Uh, but no, this is, just, this is just a tool that we wanted to use to uh, connect with everybody digitally, 
uh, and, and try to go a little bit deeper. Now, I mean, we're still kind of fleshing out what this is. I mean, sometimes it'll just be us maybe doing a little bit of a, a deeper dive into what we've talked about on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, because there's only so much material you can cover in a, in a 20 to 30 minute you know, message every Sunday. Right. Um, and there are some of you that are, you're waist deep, man, and, and you're like, no, I want, I want, to, I want to go deeper, I want to go deeper. Yeah. Uh, maybe it'll be that. I mean, it'll be kind of a mix of things. Yeah. But you can right now, you can get on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast right now. And uh, probably in the next week or two weeks, we'll throw our first just discussion on there of uh, going a little bit deeper. Again, it could be deeper on the Sunday morning message, that teaching, or it could be just a cultural topic that, hey, what about this? Uh, how do you balance this or that? How does our faith play out in the culture that's shifting? Who knows? So that's something really cool um, that we're really looking forward to. Also helping during this time of COVID-19 and just staying alert is this podcast idea. So we'll be bringing that to you in the next couple of weeks. But you could subscribe now on iTunes, even like literally right now as I'm talking. You can go to iTunes and subscribe to this yeah, all the all the all the material on there right now is are previous messages. So if if this is the first time you've joined us here at Radiant Life via our live stream, and this is the first you've ever experienced Radiant Life, uh, I want to encourage you go check out that podcast, yeah. and uh, I mean yeah. you'll be able to catch up to, on all the other messages in this series. Uh, and I think we've got the series before that, and maybe the series before that. I mean, you can it's all on there. You can go you can go get a couple of years worth of messages on our on yeah. our uh, on our uh, podcast. So let's shift gears and let's talk about the other way, um, the way as, as we go out and be the church. Again, you can't cancel church. We are the church. We are the church. Um, the water should flow wherever you go. Um, let's talk about ways that this plays out physically. Because uh, not, we're not just meeting spiritual needs, we're meeting physical needs as well. Yeah, and I, I think that's an important thing to, to unpack because sometimes within, within church world, sometimes with, as, as followers of Jesus, we, we maybe have an unbalanced view. And, we, and we're very focused on the, on the spiritual, like, oh, hey, like, I, I want to I grow my faith. I want to yeah. become a mature believer. Hey, great. Those are all wonderful, wonderful things. And we should be doing those things. However, if we, if we only focus on the spiritual and we ignore the physical reality that we live in, I think we, we have an incomplete gospel. Incomplete gospel. I think we have, we have uh, biblical writers. Uh, for instance, James, the half-brother of Jesus, yep. uh, he writes, and he, and he talks about a faith that is dead and useless. And the thing that he says makes your faith dead and useless is if it isn't paired with good deeds. And the example that he gives, this is in James uh, chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. He says, hey, if you see your brother, and, and, and he's cold and he's hungry, and you just say, oh, hey, good day, be warm and well-fed, but you don't do anything, what good is that? Yep. He says, faith without deeds is dead yeah. and useless. John, one of, the, one of the 12 disciples of Jesus, he writes in 1 John 3, uh, verse 17, he talks about how if you have the means to help somebody and you don't, he, he brings it up a level. He says, how can the love of God be in you? Yeah. So, so we, again, man, we, we want to address the spiritual needs, right? but we cannot ignore the, the physical. And by physical, we mean like the, the basic, practical, uh, really day-to-day -day needs yeah. of, of people in our community, yeah. of, of fellow followers of Jesus. 
And this is where I really think this plays out during this time of um, quarantine, if you will, quarantine and COVID-19. Um, this is where, where our faith comes into action a lot. And uh, you and I read a book over Christmas, um, and the pastor was all about the, the times that we lived in uh, right now currently. We need to kind of shift our model a little bit, and it needs to be more of a show than tell. In other words, show our faith in action. The people want to know that they're loved. People want to know that you care. And then eventually a time will come that you'll be able to tell them about Jesus. But we got to show them God's love first and then open the door of trust and we'll be able to show them um, and tell the story of the gospel message of who Jesus is. But, you know, we have this word around here that we like to throw around in our next steps and just say is we want to unleash compassion um, on people. And how, how does that play out? Give us some, I think you're going to give us three practical ways within Radiant Life that unleash compassion has played out and is currently being played out. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're going to, this will divide this a little bit. So we'll talk about some of our, our compassion efforts and if you've been through Next Steps, shout out, throw a little hand clap or hand raise if you can do that in the, uh, in the comments on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, because you've heard a little bit about this. But I just want to talk about some of the ways uh, that we look to unleash compassion. And we believe that this is something that we should do both home, at home, locally, and, and globally around the world. Yep. Um, but I want to I show you a little, bit of a, a little bit of a video here. This is a little, little sneak peek. Little, little, sneak little sneak peek because, uh, you know, our, our building expansion had to be, we were about a week and a half away from being done. And uh, it had to get put on hold, obviously, because of Governor Whitmer and the mandate of three weeks of stay home order. And so the contractors all left site. And so we're going to give you a little bit of a sneak peek. Uh, Pastor Josh is going to show yeah. you a video, a little sneak yeah, so peek of, of what has transpired so far and where it is right now. Yeah, here, check this out. All right, Radiant Life, sneak peek time. We are headed into what will be our new lobby. Obviously, still under construction. I want to draw your attention to this section right over here. This is our new and improved Compassion Cafe. Now, we've had a cafe. What some of you may know, some of you may not, is that every quarter we send the proceeds from our cafe to a different organization, either in our community or somewhere around the world. So every time you get that caffeinated beverage or that smoothie, I just wanted to let you know that uh, all those proceeds go to Unleash Compassion, both at home and around the world. So we're excited for this to uh, be completed. So again, this is the Compassion Cafe in our new expanded lobby. We're pretty excited about this. Okay, apparently, like, when I do videos, I, I am a bass. <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? So I hope you guys enjoyed that little sneak peek as we get off the bass topic. Um, sneak peek, one of the cool things is we're just changing our, our cafe name. We always call it Radiant Cafe. Now we're changing it to Compassion Cafe to understand that everything you guys do on Sunday morning as you come and buy drinks and this and that all goes to compassion efforts locally and globally. And so that's a one way that is a huge uh, way that we support our compassion efforts here at the church. What are some other ways outside of our brand new Compassion Cafe uh, that we do? Yeah, so we, we have a, a few, and, and uh, I'll try to keep you more in the loop. With this, a, a big part of it is just trying to increase awareness so that you guys know 
what what we are supporting. So just be on the lookout as uh, as we really fully roll out that Compassion Cafe, uh, just for the different organizations. But I want to I want to hit on two different organizations right now that we partner with, uh, especially given that our we have this theme of of water. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of those is uh, our village partnership. We partner with the village of Maqui in Sierra Leone, and I say water because. Actually, when we were there this past October, they just drilled the well uh, in our village. So, I mean, this is, this is a very tangible way to demonstrate love for people, right? In, in, in some ways, right, we, we, when we're off balance, right, and it's all spiritual, it really kind of the response could be, hey, I don't care how good your God is, like, I'm starving to death. Right. Or, hey, I don't care yeah. how good your God is, yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to die of dehydration. Right. Right. I mean, so right. so there, it's that very practical. Hey, we want to put the tools in your hand to actually be able to live because right. guess what? Uh, we want you to stay alive. So we're going to give you water. So one of those efforts is our is our village partnership. Yeah, uh, and they literally don't have much there at all. I mean, you and I were there. I was able to go two years ago, and um, I don't like to think I'm high maintenance, but I found out going to Africa, I'm high maintenance. Like when my shower in my hotel room, like goes. Beep. Like that's all I'm getting. He ha- he handled it very well. I would I, had ju- I would to just like to say water overnight well. in order to dump something. O- and then you can't do I can't do my hair over there. <laughs> like it was. I learned I'm I'm probably more high maintenance than I realized over there. But it was it was incredible to see just the the how little they have, but how joyful they are in the midst of it. And uh, you know it's it's honoring. To, in the villages to wear pants and shorts. And I, it's like super hot over there for me. And I'm like, I was trying to push the envelope. Josh knows I'm always asking our lead, like, can I wear shorts yet? Like, this is so hot. And uh, yeah, I'm high maintenance, man. It was great. We were, we were in a, one of the villages and we were out there. It was like 100 degrees. We had just eaten like a huge lunch. And we're like long pants and everything. And they're like, hey, let's play soccer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we did. And we did. It we was did. Great. I, I will say we were horrible. Yeah, they, they were, were awesome. They were, we, they us were very two good at soccer. were horrible. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's a that's an awesome fun way. Encourage us as we go on missions trips and unleash compassion that way to get signed up for the next one. You'll be hearing more about it later. But what is another way? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so another team that we actually had just go within the last couple of months. We had a team go from Radiant Life with Healing Haiti, uh, and they went to Haiti. And and again, one of the super practical things that they do is they bring clean water. Clean drinking water is not uh, readily available. Right. In right. Available. 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 Readily available <laughs> in Haiti. Right. So one of the things that this team does is that. So that's that's the 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 literal water, but also just physically uh, being present with people. I actually want to share another video here. This is from Christine. Christine was one of the team members that went to Haiti. Uh, here again. This was just a couple of months ago, and I just I love what she has to say here. So uh, let's let's watch this. Bonjour, I'm Christine. I wanted to share with you a little bit about my experience uh, being a member of the Healing Haiti Radiant Life team that just traveled to Haiti in 2020. Uh, it was my first time going on a mission trip ever, either domestically in the U.S. and then especially outside of the U.S. Um, and it just was so interesting to try to describe to people before I went what it was going to be. We weren't there to dig a trench or um, paint walls or build anything. But how do you explain to people that you're going there to be love to others? And so um, I think the best way to say it is that you truly are 
um, going somewhere to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And um, truly, yes, we can do that anywhere. We can do that here. We do it here every day. But um, going to Haiti and uh, serving in City Soleil and Titan Yen and um, some of the other areas around Port-au-Prince that we were able to in Haiti, uh, it just was amazing to me to experience faith and love in a part of the world where you would think there would be none, but there is so much love for Jesus and hope for the future. And, um, and it was beautiful, but it was also brutal. You know, it was very eye-opening to see um, the happiness and, and the simple things that, that happen in a place like that, where people are living on top of each other, waiting for the water trucks to come. Um, it really touched my heart to realize all the different ways that we can worship God. Um, we, we were worshiping uh, through holding babies, um, helping moms and, and, and people carry the water buckets back to their little homes, um, playing games with kids. I mean, they just, they couldn't wait to play with us. And just that little time and attention and handholding, um, you know, it's, it's, it was amazing to just, that's how we can be Jesus to others. And that's how we were Jesus to others in City Soleil. And um, praying over the elders for me personally was really amazing because I know in my mother's culture, um, their elder care is, is huge. And the respect for the elders, um, it, it really impacts me because I think about it a lot, uh, knowing that, um, that maybe I don't take care of um, my parents the way I should, or will I be able to someday? And to see the community come together and what Healing Haiti does to care for the elders in Haiti, it just um, it just was amazing to realize what you can do for others and how it makes a difference. Just that time, just that listening. I mean, it, it's global. It's global, um, and we can do it uh, at home just as well as we did it in Haiti. But having that time away from home to serve others and to just be love and then also to have that daily um, time with your team to pray um, praying together as a team as well as your alone time it just was so interesting to be obedient to the lord and just to listen and to open up your mind and listen away from the distractions and so i mean we would fall into bed just tired every night but um, it, what a good tired to know that you just were love and you were working for the Lord the, um, the whole time that you were there. And honestly, um, I still can't describe it in a way that feels articulate or right. But, um, but I know that this was my next step and that um, God has been leading me to serving in Haiti just to open up the gifts that um, that he's already planted inside me. And, and so now um, I feel like I have a better understanding of listening to him and being obedient and, um, and ready to serve again there and at home, however I can. That was so good. Yeah, yeah, dude, like listening, being ready, and just obedient to serve at home. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think I think that's the huge push right now. Right. Is, is this idea that that okay, you have Holy Spirit living within you. Right. And, and as you are out there in the world, well, you're, you're not out there a ton right now because we're all, you know, we're on lockdown. Right. But I mean, as, as we go about our day to day life, if we're listening to Holy Spirit, 
he will, he will show us, right? Because we can't meet every need for right. every person. That's not, that's not realistic. Right. But I think Holy Spirit will give you guidance. He'll say, hey, he says, hey, here's, here's a way that I want you to bless somebody. Here's a way that I want you to be a bringer of life. Yep. Here's the way that I want you to, in a sense, be a cup of cold water to this person right now. That's good. We need to listen, and, that, and then the key is to obey. Yeah. And, and I love earlier in that video what, what Christine said. She says it, it's beautiful, but it's brutal, right? I mean, I want to apply that to like, dude, so life good. is messy. Dude, life that is, is so messy. Good. But when we live in to what Holy Spirit calls us to do, yeah. it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. So what's upcoming? As we wrap this up, what's, uh, what's some of our upcoming compassion efforts? Yeah, so, so some of this, actually, we want to we wanna kind of, in a sense, just be, be real. We don't even know, as, as kind of the fallout from COVID-19 yeah. uh, really comes down the line, we don't know what that's even going to look like. I mean, we're, we're trying to process through what it might look like for us to, you know, as, a, as, a, right. as an institution, the church, to address some needs. Yeah. Um, but also just in a sense to kind of challenge each one of us, again, because you're the church, I'm the church, you're the church, mm-hmm. right? What does it look like as, as people in your oikos, your sphere of influence, as you come across people, man, is maybe they lost their job. They're not able to work during this, this shutdown. Like they've got no source of income. And you're aware of that. Man, maybe, maybe, Everyone out there, man, if you know somebody, what does it look like for you to step in and be yeah. that cup of cold water to, to, to meet a practical need uh, and yeah. just really be a tangible expression of the love of God? Yeah, you and I talked briefly. I don't, we're not in the crisis of COVID-19. The crisis is on the other end of COVID-19 when we realize the economical impact and um, in, in the health impact. So we have to embrace ourselves for, we're going to get over this thing, but oh my, what's on the other end? And that's where, but in the midst of it, let's be the church. Let's, if we know our neighbors are in need, let's help out. Let's reach out um, that way. But uh, give them a quick tease and then we're going to get off stage. Give them a quick tease of what some of them could be expecting in the mail this week. Yeah, yeah. Leading so, into next week, because this is kind of part one, if you will, of next week. Next week's kind of part two of this. Right. So, so we want to equip you guys, and by you guys, I mean we want all of you to be equipped. But I mean, some of you, some of you, if we have your contact information, <laughs> uh, you're gonna you're gonna get something in the mail uh, this week. Uh, they're not supposed to open it, right? No, yeah, so probably later in the week they're going to get something in the mail. Again, like you said, if we have your mailing address, you're going to get something from us. And uh, hold on to it till next Sunday during my teaching then. Hold on to it. Don't open it. I know if some of you, your little, the flesh is stronger than the spirit, right? You're going to. Uh, but hold on. Hold on. When you see that Radiant Life um, envelope come in, just hold on to it. And wait till the teaching, and I'll tell you when to unpack it, or it, when to open it. Yeah, and just know, again, this, this all ties into this idea that the water should flow wherever you go. Yep. And again, yep. putting tools in your hand to where sometimes people, 
Uh, I mean, we get this quite often, right? We'll have people come to the church, hey, I need help, hey, I need help with, hey, I need help with this. Or we'll even have people from the church say, oh, hey, I know a family that needs. And there's a time and a place where, yes, we can connect you with, with organizations that have resources. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's important that we, we, we break out of this mindset that the church, the institution, oh, hey, if somebody needs food or clothes or water, like they come to this building. I mean, we don't have yeah. like a, I, I don't have just like a cupboard of, Pop-Tarts that we can be handing out to no. people, right? That's I mean, why I love that. That's what I said earlier when we started this, the idea of our theology shifting towards the right theology of we're the church. If your neighbor needs help, go help them. If they need money and you have extra, go give it to them. If they need food, go to the grocery store and buy them. Be the hands and feet of Jesus as individuals, not as Right, and sometimes you say, you say if you have extra, and I think that's important, right? Because, you know, Scripture says, hey, if you have the means, yeah. right? I do think it's important, though, because sometimes we, we, live in, <laughs> we live in this idea of, well, hey, I need this, right? God's economy is very different than the American economy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I Absolutely. Mean, in, in the sense that, right, like uh, Scripture tells us that, that if we have enough food and clothing, we should be content. Yep. Right? I mean, I mean to, where, to where we think, well, I don't have any extra we probably, and I'm talking to myself here, I mean, we probably have extra. Uh, we just have to shift our mentality and live yeah. into more of a contentment-based uh, economy. That's good. But, uh, yeah, so be on the lookout for that envelope to come in yep. the mail uh, this week. Uh, and don't think, open it. Don't open it. <laughs> it's like Christmas, right? The presents under the tree, but I'm going to hold out till December 25th. All That's right. right. Yeah. Well, hey, church, let's go. The water should flow wherever you go. And so that's the big idea. Let's go unleash compassion. And I know it's a little difficult as Big C Capital Church when we're confined into our homes or whatever that looks like, but you can still be the church to your neighbors, to your friends, to your family members, even those coworkers that you know that could be hurting. So I'm going to encourage us, church, that you stay with us because the, the team's going to come up now. I'm going to pray us out. And I want to close with corporate worship with the song Waymaker. And uh, I love that portion of that song where it says, even, uh, I'm going to butcher it, even when I don't see, even when I don't see it, you're working, that you're working. even when I don't even feel, I feel it, it, you're working. Yes, and I love that, and God is still working um, behind the scenes and everything during this COVID-19. So um, I'm going to pray us into this song, and so please stay on Facebook Live, and let's, let's stand and let's just worship our way maker, our miracle worker during this time. So let me pray for us, and then we're going to get worshiping one final song. So Heavenly Father, we just give this all to you. Uh, God, you are the first one to unleash compassion. You sent your son, Jesus Christ, for us. And God, we have been greatly impacted by that. We have been greatly impacted by that. And so Father, may we overflow that love. May we overflow that compassion during this COVID-19 crisis that our nation and this world is in. Help us, Father, to see the way you see. Give us the eyes to see people the way you do, to those that are around us, to those that are in need, whatever that looks like, God. May we actually live in to the New Testament church. May we rise and be the church. And God, would you just give us the burden as we said last week, we got to bear burdens during this time. May you give us the shoulders to bear burdens.